Hi, this is David. And before you listen to today's episode, I just wanted to make an apology to you, the listener, and to my co-host, Volker. At the end of this episode, you'll hear a very annoying alarm at the end of it, which I was uh, basically accusing Volker of uh, of it being his alarm and not turning it off. And uh, after we finished the episode, I discovered it was mine. So sorry, listeners, and sorry, Volker. Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Here we are for another episode of Man Up, Man Down. Um, I hope everyone's well. Hope you're all men up rather than men down at the moment. Today's episode is about social media. And, well, you know, I don't I don't know exactly what Volker's got to say about it. But, I mean, for me personally, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. I used to love it. You know, a lot of my income is based on social media, as in that's how I generate business and that's the service I provide. But um, there's no escape from it. And, you know, I think sort of as well as social media, well, you know, it's, well, maybe we're talking about smartphones, but it's just the fact that in this day and age, yeah, we are sort of constantly connected, constantly online. So, yeah, I think we're going to talk about how that affects men. And uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing? So uh, tell me your thoughts, Volker. Yeah, sounds good. Um, where where should I start? I mean, social media. So so few things you mentioned there, which cons. You know, I, I always make these connections. So I Stephen Bartlett, right? I listened to one of his podcasts, um, interviewing Nicola Mendelssohn, and she says, you know, Facebook was one of the first companies that went mobile first, and then why? Because they are on our mobile all day long, right? I work in the digital industry and for many years we said, oh, this is the year of mobile. This is the year of mobile. The year of mobile never came because we everything was just mobile. It was just what it, what it is, what it was. And I remember joining Facebook. I think it was 2006, 2005. When I joined Facebook, I first didn't want to join. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just the social media side. You know, I'm already on LinkedIn, Plaxo at the time. People might still remember Plaxo. And I'm like, oh, I don't. And then I thought, oh, it's brilliant. I just can connect everyone and it's going to be like a network, a second network. So I might have even imported my LinkedIn contacts. I don't remember. I remember someone saying it works. Like, fuck, if you use it and add your boss to it, I don't want my boss or our boss to see my updates. And I'm like, oh, I see your point. I said, so how am I using it? So I didn't have a clue how to use it. And yeah, similar to yourself, it's a love-hate relationship. So I, after my holidays, I quit Facebook and Instagram because I was on it all the time, scored all the time. And I'm now, um, actually time of recording is a few few weeks now, four or five weeks um, post-holidays. Post and I'm now one of these stalkers. So I haven't posted anything, but I'm going on and I'm, I'm, I'm checking like the local, local news, which I think, find super useful for um my, my Jaguar fan club page you know those kind of pages this this is useful right where where you where you connect with people but I haven't posted anything and Instagram 
I, I think last night, uh, after a few drinks, I started scrolling a bit, but then put it aside because I'm, like, I'm getting bored of it, to be honest. And I don't care if someone was, you know, like in the feed the other week, you know, at a, at a Formula One race or not. So, so I'm going on a bit, but it's, it's a bit like, you know, this, this FOMO thing, um, you know, the fear of missing out. Like, look, I got this fancy car. By the way, I've never put my jack on, on Instagram so far. Um, or look, I just bought this. I just done this. Kadeshian here, Kadeshian there, right? No, because it's not for me anymore. I, I don't know what's the honest answer. I mean, yeah, you, you've sort of mentioned quite a few things there. So I was working at Witch, the uh, consumer organization, um, when it first came out. And, and I just remember, well, it did sort of feel like it spread like wildfire. You know, you, you'd sort of connect, connect with my immediate friends. And then suddenly you're getting all these friend requests from, well, I mean, the great thing was that I wasn't really in touch with anyone from that I went to school with. I mean, I've sort of maintained friendships from sixth form college rather than school. So, yeah, you know, it, it sort of brought me back into touch with people that, you know, that I'd sort of lost touch with. My cousin lives in Australia. So, you know, things like people, well, yeah, your friends that live abroad, it means that you could sort of interact with them. But yeah, as I say, I was sort of at the Consumer Association. Then I changed jobs to the FT. And I remember sort of being shared round the, shown round the office, like being introduced to everyone. And literally every desk I went to, they'd be closing down Facebook. And, you know, it was literally on everybody's screen. The thing is, like, what I like about Facebook is the groups or, you know, that's sort of where I've got the benefit. And, you know, I've, I've sort of made good friendships from people that I've, you know, met in Facebook groups and then sort of met in real life. But yeah, as you say, there, there's sort of quite a bit of narcissism in there. I, I read an interesting fact in research for the for this episode, and it was saying that sort of normally, if, if you're having a conversation with someone, you speak about yourself 40% of the time. But on, on the social media, you're talking about yourself 80% of the time. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the thing is, you know, we're starting to learn that it is incredibly addictive. I was reading an article on the enemy today. Um, are, you, are you a Slipknot fan, Volker? I'm a what fan? A Slipknot fan. What is <laughs> they're that? A band. They're, they're like a, uh, well, you know, sort of new metal, new metal band. Clearly uh, I'm not. <laughs> I thought you said a, a slip-on fan, I thought you said. And I'm like, what is a slip-on fan? But, uh, yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're lead singer. I mean, they're, by the sounds of, sounds of this interview, they're all sort of had substance abuse issues over the years. But the front man's been sort of clean for 12 years. But he's recently been in therapy, and he's 48. He's been in therapy for his social media addiction. And apparently, yeah, 5 to 10% of people in the U.S., you know, say they have a, uh, a social media addiction. I mean, sort of one of the things that I find is, well, you know, I guess this is more of a phone thing, is that I'm almost, I'll sort of scroll through my different messaging apps to check them because I have notifications off. Yeah. And then I'll sort of check one email, you know, check another email, check WhatsApp, check Facebook Messenger. And then I'll automatically start doing it again. And I'll be like, oh, wait a minute, I've checked all this. And it is almost, you know, like a, a nervous tick, yeah. you know, but, but it is almost, well, it's that thing of, have I missed anything? Have I missed anything? No, absolutely. And 
the, the problem is there's always new content, right? And the algorithm makes sure there's always, always new content, right? So you never run out of content. You know, if I say, if you look at TikTok during, during lockdown, February, no, when was it? April, May, 2020, I was on TikTok. And I'm like, this is great. Instead of watching TV, I just watch one reel after another and like click, click, click. And now they're on Facebook, click. And they're on Instagram, click. And what a waste of my time, quite frankly, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's utterly ridiculous. And I thought it was funny for a while, but as you say, it is addictive, right? It's, it's very, very difficult to just, to just turn it off. Um, but yeah, to stay in touch with people on Facebook, fantastic, right? Fantastic tool. If they're integrated with the metaverse, you know, you can just meet your friends in Australia, right? Buy a headset in the future. I think it's great. Look at all the WhatsApp groups we have, right? Every school group has a WhatsApp. Um, every every hobby group has a WhatsApp group. You know, everything has a WhatsApp group. M- maybe not everyone knows, but Facebook owns both Instagram and WhatsApp. Where do you spend most of your time? You know, and then there's a messenger app, of course. You know, I mean, I, I only use messenger app with my mother-in-law because she doesn't know how to use anything else. I, I turn notifications off notoriously. Made me miss something the other day, which was allegedly important. I'm like, then call me, right? But it's, it's very difficult. What, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. You constantly check your emails, right? Because you think, oh, there's something new coming in. I don't want to miss out. So, so your brain goes in this, in this loop, repetitive loop, right? Especially, you know, we discussed that last time, right? About ADHD. Um, so I can just only imagine how it is. Because I used to be like that when with, with emails. And particularly when I turned off notifications, I'm like, oh, did I get a new email? Did I get a new email? Mm-hmm. I'm a bit like that with Slack, you know, as you know, call it social media or not, but Slack. I don't have notifications. I now then I check and people go, oh fuck, if you don't have notifications, you know, I just messaged you and you're the first one who messaged me back. And I'm like, uh, am I? Because I'm constantly checking it. If there's mm-hmm. anything new I'm missing out. And it's not good for my brain, right? Because I'm not concentrating on anything else. But yeah, I mean, I I think WhatsApp is is almost the one that I have the most sort of issue with. Because yeah. A, it's the one that seems to sort of straddle every aspect of your life like as you say so you know you'll have like work whatsapp groups you'll have you know whatsapp groups with your friends you'll have a whatsapp group with a different set of friends you know whatsapp group for the football club and um you know you, you sort of I've, I've found is that i'll be responding to a friend's message and then you know a client will sort of phone me on whatsapp and i'm like oh have they you know seen that i'm on whatsapp and then it's like, mm, well, I'm, you know, not sort of technically in a, a work frame of mind. Uh, and you sort of feel obliged to answer because you, you're like, oh, but they can see that yeah. I'm online. You even turned that off, right? WhatsApp, which I find very irritating if people do. I have. <laughs> I don't know, I know you noticed. Have. I, I have noticed. But I find it very irritating. I'm like, oh, have, have they seen my message or not? But there's something else which, which we should probably discuss. And funny enough, someone just posted it on a Slack channel um, of mine. So Molly Russell, which I'm sure yeah. you, you've heard of, right? So she committed suicide. And I believe, I didn't follow it that closely in the in the press, but I believe her, her dad now got justice because, and, and someone quoted that just now saying, at one point, Pinterest, so another social media network, I only use for looking up to two uh, designs, an image sharing social media site emailed Molly with posts promoting depressing content, including 
in quotation mark, 18 depression pins you might like and new ideas for you in depression. I mean, what's the actual fuck? You know, I get it. The, the algorithm is working brilliantly, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you, you know, if someone is depressed or has depression tendencies and you start bombarding that person with even more depressing content and actually encouraging that person, I mean, what's wrong with us, right? I mean, someone needs to take responsibility up there. If I say up there in, the, in these big companies like, you know, Facebook and Google and, 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 and whoever else, right? And go like, you, you can't do that. I mean, in Instagram, I, I read the book of the Instagram founders. Don't remember what it was called, but they, they had huge issues at the beginning, right? When, when people committed suicide or so, and then put it on Instagram mm. uh, just before they jumped and stuff. And, uh, you know, to, to, because they manually had to filter it out. And I appreciate it's difficult, but you have to do it. You, you, and things like, like, like Molly should, should have not happened, right? It might have not prevented her suicide, but it, 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 it drives me potty. It drives me really, really potty. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of haven't, and I guess in a way, I've, because I've got a 13-year-old daughter who, you know, is... Yeah sort of well you know tiktok's her thing so in, you know it's it's one of those things that i do need to look into but i guess you know i've been burying my head in the sand a bit i mean you know i sort of feel that you know sadly if someone's going to take their own life they're going to take their own life and yeah. you know it's you can't necessarily say well it was the content that that made her do it but yeah i mean it, it surely didn't help I appreciate if, if she wanted to kill herself, she would kill herself. But it's, it feels to me a little bit like, and let's say I, I didn't watch all the details, right, of, of the trial and everything. But it feels like she was already on the floor. She was depressed, right? So someone's still showing her more of that content, right? It's like you, you're kicking someone who's already on the, mm -hmm. on the floor, on the ground, right, rather than trying to help that person up. What they should have done instead is going like, oh, we notice you're interested in, in, in content around depression. You know, here are the Samaritans, right? Here, here, here mm -hmm. are, are happy themes, right? You know, or we get someone to reach out to you. You know, we, we want to talk to you. So, so why, if I say almost encouraging it, and, and that, that's, that's what annoys me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, now you've sort of said that, you know, I'm sort of thinking, well, as you say, you know, the algorithms are so powerful and, you know, the automation abilities are there that yeah you know they probably can sort of you know the same technology that is pushing this content on the person that same technology can be used to well a flag as you say that they're looking at this content and also yeah sort of make, make an intervention yeah i mean te technology wise there's you know there's no difference right you just need to say okay this is this is negative content we want to promote it with the opposite right anyway on that note on suicide, you know, oh, we, we, we're drifting in the wrong direction here with that uh, podcast. But I um, had a good friend of mine on, on my podcast, some previous podcast. And uh, he said since the iPhone was invented, or smartphones in general, right? The iPhone was just the first smartphone. So you, you can't blame everything on Steve Jobs, who, by the way, limited the social media and um, the iPad consumption of his children very significantly per day. Talking about addiction here. So anyway, since, since the smartphones have been invented, we, we've seen the amount of suicides going up in the world. And I tried to find a stat. I found a Guardian article I, I will share in the show notes as well, which states mental health and smartphone usage on the rise. So there's definitely a, a correlation. And if I say with, with increased mental health, there 
I guess ultimately are or can be more, more suicides as well. But there's a stat, and I need to dig it up. Um, so, so hopefully I can I can bring it out in the show notes. But it it is because of this FOMO. It is because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people, right? Or seeing other people being able to afford things we can't afford, right? So if if you think of a of, of our brain, right, and, and it comes back to, to the whole mindfulness and neuroscience um, that I studied, right? We, 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 let's say we're overexposed on all these great things, right? So let's use the Kardashians as an example. And I know they, they just recently got in trouble for promoting, you know, I think uh, some cryptocurrency and, and, you know, and other people lost a lot of money. It's, you, you see them having all these fancy stuff, right? So you automatically want to be like the Kardashians, yeah, or your, your idol or whatever, so you want that fancy stuff and you might not be able to afford it. So you, you go like, oh, I can't afford it. You know, and then may, maybe you go down the route of stealing things or, or robbing a bank or you just get depressed, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm never going to be like that. And some people might see it as an inspiration, but a lot of people go like, oh, shit. And if people constantly post and, and, and let me use that example of Formula One, right? I mean, I have no interest in Formula One. I, I couldn't give a shit if someone goes to Formula One or not personally, you know, and if I got invited, of course, I would go. It, it's, it's a nice thing to do, of course. I'm, I'm sure it's a great experience. But the point I'm trying to make is if, if someone posts that and other people see it and go like, oh, how can, how can he or she go to Formula One? How can they afford it? You know, how can, you know, how can they travel around the world to go and so on? You know, that's, that's, that's envy, right? You, you, you're creating this envy from people where they go like, oh, I, I need to afford things. And then you might get these, these people spiraling up and go like, oh, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I'm going to spend a little bit more on my credit card, right? And I, mm-hmm. I can afford things as well. I, I want to show off as well. And you see all these guys with, with fancy cars on, on Instagram, right? Don't actually remember what her name now. Um, Ablondi or something. She, she's in Dubai and she reviews cars and she has a million followers. And, you know, I think, I think she does a fantastic job. And she goes in all these fancy houses as well. And, uh, you know, but it, 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 it portrays this luxury. Um, some people just can't, can't, can't have, right? And, and it creates this longing, this envy. And, and that's not healthy. You know, I'll be honest. I sort of get that to, you know, to a certain extent on LinkedIn because it is, you know, generally people posting about how well their business is going and their, you know, yeah. and their successes, which... You know, perhaps we don't, British people aren't that great yeah. about blowing their own trumpets. But at the same time, well, I think it is all, all that you're seeing is everyone's successes. And, you know, you don't see the, the effort that's got them there. But, you know, you, you, yeah, you're only seeing the positive side of their lives that they post on social media. And, and you know, yeah. so, and but you see everyone's. And, you know, and the thing is, there's yeah. probably... So, you know, I'll, I'll sort of look at, you know, my my sort of news feed and, and I think, oh, yeah, oh, they've just landed a, a new contract and, oh, they're working with that company. Oh, you know, I'd like to be doing that. There's probably people that look at my feed and, you know, think the same because, yeah, I'm, I'm not sort of posting about, oh, well, you know, this project has just fallen through and that's, you know, yeah. pissed me off and, you know, given me a financial headache and you know that's put me in a bit of a downer for the next week you know it's it is just all like well you know the positive side of life and and it's a bragging right right i mean on on linkedin in particular right people brag and and i brag of course and as you say right you you never go out there and go like oh yeah i just lost the contract you always only talk about your wins i personally and that would be my argument i think on linkedin i can understand it 
to a certain extent. But LinkedIn becomes a little bit like that, that it's all, you know, all about luxury, uh, not luxury, but about money and success, right? Success, yeah. Yeah, but it's if it's if it's positive success, so someone got promoted or worked hard or achieved something, I think it's quite nice. I find it more acceptable personally in a, in a business environment, which LinkedIn predominantly is. But, you know, if, if you get people on LinkedIn posting about, you know, I don't know, all, all their, their, their private achievements of, I don't know, like people going like, oh, I'm staying in a five-star hotel or I'm, you know, and all that bullshit. Sorry, I, I couldn't care less which, which hotels you prefer and how much you spend on things, right? It's, it has no place for me, you know, in, in, in my newsfeed, right? So those bragging rights. But, you know, if you're successful, however, again, obviously, see, see my other podcast for, for details on success. But however you want to define success, right? If you're successful as a business and you win contracts, I think that's quite, quite nice to share. But it's yeah. also how you share it, right? You know, you don't want to be too cocky about it. You don't want to put people down. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's sort of someone that I know that's um well say so I I don't know them personally. They're you know a friend of a friend who's like built some some you know big agencies and, and sort of I sort of mentioned something to our mutual friend and she's like, Oh well, yeah, but you know what he hasn't posted is how you know his marriage has fallen apart. And you know this and that, yeah. And you know, and that's that's why he's you know grown several su- successful uh, agencies. But yeah, you know, <laughs> and the other side of his life is is a complete dumpster fire. Man up, man down is sponsored by Well Doing. As someone who has seen a counsellor for a number of years, I think their approach is great. They want you to find the mental health professional who is right for you. You can filter your search to highlight therapists with expertise where you need it or you can pay to use their personalised matching service. The people who run Welldoing are experts in mental well-being, and they also have loads of posts and interviews to keep your mental health in good shape. Take a look at welldoing.org. I mean, it's there's a picture that comes to mind. It's the iceberg picture, right? Where, where you mm. have success on the top, and then you have the waterline, everything underneath you can't see, right? The sweat, yeah. tears, and the hard work, you know, how got, someone got to their success. I think it's the same... You know, with social media, right? People only post the nice things, right? Yeah. You you don't, you know, you post a picture of your happy family, right? You 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 never post a picture of everyone being in tears because you know you lost your cat or dog, right? You, you know, everyone is smiling, everyone is always happy. Yeah. Everyone thinks like, oh, look at that family, they're happy. In reality, they they might see a marriage counselor. And- but yeah, because I mean, like, another thing about social media, and you know, I think LinkedIn. Um, I mean, you know, I, I guess that is you know primarily the only social media channel that i use i mean i do go on facebook well now and then but um yeah as i say that's that's more to access the groups that i'm in rather than to as you say see what someone had for dinner last night yeah you know the whole sort of like authenticity sort of oh you gotta be authentic and um well you know there's like two two sort of recent examples that there was the crying ceo did you see that yeah, 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 of course, of course. Which, Was he genuine? Well, I mean, for, for anyone that didn't see it, someone basically posted a, a, a picture of themselves crying and basically saying that, you know, he'd, he'd made some bad business decisions and had to let a member of staff go. And, I mean, it wasn't necessarily his post <laughs> that, that needled me, but it's then suddenly everyone's got a huge opinion on whether 
he was right to post it or not to post it and whether he was sincere or was he insincere and it's just like oh you know what 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 the fuck have we got to you know this is this is why aliens don't reveal themselves to us because they see this and just think what the fuck yeah. are these guys doing and there was another one was you know this this guy <laughs> that had taken a photo of him giving money to a homeless person and you know it's just like I think sort of one of the things for me was when when the whole Ukraine war broke out, and, and yeah. I did sort of post a couple of things about it, but um, I'd sort of, it was just after, or it happened during half term, so I, I'd sort of had a complete break from LinkedIn, and then sort of come back the next week, go on, go on to LinkedIn, and then suddenly everyone's changed their profile to Ukrainian flag and yeah. stuff, and there's all these posts about you know Zelensky what a great example of a leader and it's just like well this isn't you know this isn't a thing of this isn't thought leadership this is a man fighting for his survival and for the survival of his country yeah. you know he's got fuck all to do with being assertive in the boardroom and you know and the thing is newsflash the Ukrainian war is still going on but I haven't seen any posts about people fundraising or anything like that on LinkedIn for quite a long time you know and it is that's what gets me is that you know again it's like oh well you know we're and and I've got clients that, that did do some great fundraising for the Ukraine and you know perhaps yeah. they will do some again but um I think that's sort of one of the things that knocks me when it's like Oh hey, look out! You know, look at what a good job we're doing. You know, we've collected a, a bin bag of, of odd socks to give to Ukrainian yeah. refugees, and here's a picture of us dropping it off. It's like yeah. you can do that without taking a photo and plastering it all over social yeah. media. Anyway, yeah, no, rant over. No, but I'm I'm totally with you. Um, I mean, I always say that, right? If 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 I won the lottery, right, I, I wouldn't tell anyone. You know, I don't I don't need to tell people. That... Oh, you tell me, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, maybe, but uh, there, there are certain things I don't like like posting about. I used to write a blog for for ten years, ten years probably longer, and I, I put pictures of my family up, and I, I now took it down because I, I now you know I think differently about it now. You know, you, there are certain things I don't need to share. I don't need to share you know private personal moments, and that's just me. You know, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's nice if other people want to share it. Anyway, we, we haven't talked about um, Elon Musk. You know, they, they're going to rebrand it probably Twitter to, I don't know, Elon, Elon Mitter or something. Uh, who knows? So there's Twitter as well as a social network, right? Which I was a really early adopter and I got thousands of followers when, when I first started. I spent a lot of time on it and I totally fell out of love with it. Mm. A lot of people still use it for, for news content. I tried to get back into it. I, I put reminders in my phone. I, I can't find a way back in it. Really weird. You, you're still a lot on Twitter, aren't you? No, no. Um, oh, oh. I, I think I, both, I tweeted something the other day for the first time in ages. Oh, but, yeah. um, I thought you were quite active there. See. No, and, you know, again, I used to be. Um, and I think I've got three yeah. different accounts, like one for business, one for me, and like yeah. one for, well, we're not, I was writing a triathlon blog. So, you know, that. But, yeah, I mean... The thing that I used to like about Twitter was the succinctness of it, the 140 characters. And it was yeah. almost when they increased it to 280, I was like, well, where's the fun in that? I mean, I just found that it made me a better writer because you're, you're trying to get, you know, this, yeah. 
you've got to say what you want to say in 140, you know, characters. Yeah. And I think, well, I think part of the problem is when, you know, because then suddenly I think they tried to sort of Instagram came on the scene. So they're like, right, we need to try and sort of go more down the visual route. And it is it is almost, um, you know, once they sort of see what another platform does well, it's like, oh, well, we should be doing that. Yeah. But, um, could have, they could have bought Instagram, right? They yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were very close of closing a deal there and then decided not to but um facebook snuffed it up for six billion or something really or something, something ridiculous i think it was half a million per employee or something not that they all got half a million what i'm saying is it, it was a ridiculous amount of money i need to look it up how much it was yeah, yeah. but yeah I've, I've got a question for you were, oh, were you on clubhouse and um, so when clubhouse first came up i thought like oh i'm audio i'm an audio audio person audio file yeah, I was about to say that, but then I thought this sounds wrong. <laughs> Decided I didn't didn't like it. I found it weird because I didn't know who was in the room, who was talking. I don't know. I still have it on my phone. I see it regularly updating because the app logo changes every time there's an update. I haven't used it. I haven't listened into it. No one's using it. Yeah, Twitter, I mean, Twitter has something similar, don't they? Some audio. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Or they wanted to launch one. I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, and that's sort of almost the, the where I start to feel middle-aged is, you know, it's just like I'm losing track of, of what, you know, what, yeah, what social platform does what. That's a, that's a nice segue, actually. Um, so in, in, in my preparation, so this time I did the research. So my parents, right? Think of my parents, bless them, they're, they're, they're almost 80. You know, they, they can't handle social media, right? They you know, my, my, my dad looks at Instagram and sees that my wife posted a picture of Arnie, the dog. And then he, he sends me a WhatsApp going like, oh, Arnie not feeling well. Oh, oh, Arnie looks cute. And I'm like, I haven't even seen the post. So anyway, so they don't quite get it, which is fair enough. Older people, right? Older people in technology. And, I, and, and you just said that, right? We, we're getting to that age now where we go like, oh, can we keep up? Can we keep mm. up with this constant innovation? Like I'm, I'm thinking, should I buy an Oculus for Christmas? Because... You know, that's the next big thing. But everyone who has one says, oh, fuck, I wait another year or two. There's not, there are not enough, you know, application for it. But if, if we just compare my, my youth when I was, let's say I was like 15, so 30 years ago, right? So going back 1990s, right? Um, I didn't have a phone. And I know we discussed that before. So when I wanted to look something up, if when, when I wanted to know, I don't know who, who was the last president of the United States. My parents had this encyclopedia. They, they bought every two years or every three years, you know, when they thought it was enough out of date to replace it, right? Because it wasn't cheap to buy. And then I could, I could look it up and go like, oh, president of the United States, you know, was whoever, Ronald Reagan. I have no idea who, who was it in the 90s. And um, nowadays you, you go, you know, talk about audiophile. Hey, Google. Hey, Siri. You know, hey, Alexa. Right, who's the president of the United States? Or the latest president of the United States is president of the United States in the 1990s was. And you're like, okay, thank you. So, so Google, you know, any search algorithm, right? It, it, it changed people's lives. You have your encyclopedia with you all the time, your phone, right? You have, you have all the information that exists in this world and are documented in this world available at your fingertips. So we, we talk about information overload, right? And on top of that, we have all these, these incoming social media where people just, if I say, 
you know, we're exaggerating a bit, brag a lot, you know, constantly showcase how, how great they are. And if you then a parent of a teenager, right? And I don't want to say it's 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 easier with boys um, and, and worse with girls, but you know, I don't I can't compare it. But I think girls are more, if I say fashion conscious, they might be more weight conscious, right? So they, they might want to look as slim and, and you know, listeners, please forgive me. I have no idea what the Kardashians look like. You know, if, if they are slim and pretty, you know, in, in, in maybe a, a little girl's mind, then, you know, they, they aspire to be like that, right? And that can't be healthy, you know, because people are not like that, right? I mean, look at me, I'm fat, right? I'm, I'm 45 plus, you know, I'm old. No one's going to aspire to look like me. I mean, David, you can see me, right? Who would aspire to look like me? <laughs> And, and, and that's, 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 that's what I fear, right? I mean, if Arnold Schwarzenegger, when, when he was in his heydays, if he had been on, on Instagram and showing off his muscles and everyone wanted to be like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I mean, just imagine the craze for Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram in, in the 80s. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of something that we touched on um, when we you know, were talking about fitness. Yeah. I think one of the things that we talked about was how, you know, sort of steroid abuse has increased. And... I think, yeah. you know, that that is partly down to the fact that of, of the Instagram culture. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't want to go too off topic, but sort of what you were just saying about the, um, you know, the encyclopedia, I've actually got a, a book up on the shelf behind me, which obviously the listeners can't see. But it was it was my granddad's. And it is uh, the Reader's Digest Facts at Your Fingertips. <laughs> and, you know, it's like this huge book, but it's like, yeah, we've now got this tiny device that where we can get any fact at our fingertips. Yeah. But, I mean, that one of the things that, um, that me and my friends have sort of lamented in the past was like, you'd be, you know, if you're in a pub and you're having a chat and it's like, what, what was, you know, what was the name of that actor that was in this? And, you know, you'd have a little discussion and debate, whereas now... You just thought, oh yeah, it was uh, Jeff Bridges, and you know it's 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 great to sort of have this at your fingertips, but at the same time, you know, it's are we sort of losing fact finding sort of capabilities? I mean, well, as sort of we mentioned before we started recording, I was at the uh, Brighton SEO conference uh, this week, and and one of the things was sort of talking about um, marketing to Generation Z. Um, but basically, it was saying that 51% of uh, or Gen Z get their daily news from social media compared to just 30% from news websites. And I mean, you know, the number of times that, that both the children will say, oh, you know, like to reel off something as fact. And I'm like, oh, where did you hear that? Oh, well, on TikTok. And I'm like, well, have you checked? You know, what was the source for that? Have you dug deeper? Because it's you know and i think sort of during you know the pandemic where the social media sites had to start flagging up anything that was false it's well as i say i you know i was a journalist so i learned that i always had to check my sources and you know you've got to sort of check things against each other to make sure it's true whereas now and you know you get these uh, idiots like katie hopkins uh, you know that they're, they're like, oh well, we're citizen journalists, and it's like, well, you're not. You know, so you don't know about libel rules, laws. You don't know about privacy laws. You don't know about contempt of court. And you know, they they just think, well, yeah, it's just like anyone that's on social media can now report. I mean, well, you know, and also you get sort of 
pictures of, of someone on Facebook and it's like, oh, I saw this person doing X, Y, and Z, share this picture. It's like, well, you know, what is the evidence that they've done X, Y, and Z? It's, ah. Uh, yeah. It's it's crazy, right? That you can post anything. So, so you know, so in terms of, you know, I, I think it's real. Um, what I mentioned earlier, and I think that would be, would be another thing we could we could discuss. I don't know if you if you have other topics you want to discuss, but if if we look at Oculus and and obviously why is Facebook and the metaverse right? Why why are they investing so much money in it? I I personally believe that in the next probably five years, instead of us having a Zoom call or Teams call or Google Hangout call or whatever, we're going to be having if I say virtual reality in the matrix. Yeah. We 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 got we're gonna have headsets on. We can sit anywhere. We don't even have to be in front of a screen anymore. I mean, bandwidth might be a problem, but that's how we communicate. So we have real real life meetings in potentially suits and uh, you know if I say suits like some kind of like like very player one kind of suits, right? Mm. And 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 headsets on. And I think that's why why Facebook invests in that technology because that would be a technology. You know that that's the next step of of connecting each other. And if 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 Facebook, as as a principle, connects people, right? Then you know I, I totally get why they invest in it, and and I think it will be fantastic. As I said earlier, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very tempted to to be an early adopter, but I don't think it you know until until Apple releases a, a headset, right? It's probably not a feasible thing to <laughs> to get. Is, is that is that the future? I don't know if that's the future. Or not. I mean, yeah, no, I I, I think it is. Um, and you know, and, and sort of the well, obviously, a lot of my references are, are pop culture, but sort of in Star Trek: The Next Generation, they've got the holodeck, and and I think you know that. Well, I think Nike have already got virtual stores. It, it's you know, it is something that that's already happening. And I think things like shopping will, you know, like you say, it will almost be will put on a headset. And, you know, we will sort of almost be able to try things on without yeah. going to the shop. And it's like, oh, yeah, actually, that does look a bit tight. I'm going to need the extra large. <laughs> that that but, already exists as well, right? So so that technology is already there. So um, augmented reality. So I, I bought a pair of sunglasses the other day. I said, oh, I want these sunglasses, augmented reality. Look, looked into my camera and uh, could see my could see these sunglasses on, 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 on my face. I'm like... Brilliant. I'm going to buy them, right? They look good. Jenny thought differently, but that, that aside. But that, that exists, right? And but, but what you will have is, you know, potentially touching and feeling things, right? Mm. I mean, the, the, the sex industry will love it when, when you start having some body suits. And I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, or as a listener, I'm sure someone would have um, watched uh, Download on, uh, on Prime. Where or upload, upload or download, one or two. Where, where, where once you die, you can upload your avatar. Oh right. De- depending again, coming back, depending how much money you have, you can you can live really fancy or not so fancy. It's it's actually really funny. And um, there's a there's a living person to interact with the avatar. She wears a suit, and you know they can have sex and everything else, which is a bit weird. But uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna come. Yeah, you know, I I don't think people will die like they die now. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different topic. What happens with all our, you know, digital content, right? Yeah. Can I pass on all my movies I I bought on Apple? Can I pass them on to my people uh, to my to my kids? Do yeah. I have to split them, or do they do they get a copy each, or can they just keep my login and we just change the email address and no one ever finds out and they join a cup? I don't know how it works. I, obviously, I look into it in in a few years time maybe, but maybe. I never have to do that because I can upload myself 
to the clouds and uh, Volker Baluda lives on forever and uh, I'm just going to be an avatar somewhere with I my think brain this... being connected somewhere to to some sucking sucking things I mean the the, the... Well, the scary thing is, I think, well, Facebook probably does have enough data to recreate us yeah, from everything that we've uploaded. And I mean, I, I also sort of have a theory that, you know, it is sort of mathematically possible with the amount of data they've collected that they can pretty much plot to a certain degree our futures. And well, I mean, the Bank of England have been using social media to sort of for economic forecasts for, well, for a well, more than a decade now, I think. But 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 they can they can predict the future. It's it's proven, and I think Facebook admitted it that they, depending on your behavior, um, there was a thing a few years ago. They could actually uh, predict, you know, how likely you are to divorce your wife based based on if I say which which pages you visit, how you interact with other women, or you know whatever algorithm mm. you know they had. So very very fascinating, right? It's it's similar just to stick with data, and I know we, we need to come to an end, um, but the um, oh, there was your alarm. Um, so uh, the act timer is up, but um, Te Tesco did that a few years ago. So Tesco's had enough data, obviously, for so club card vouchers, and it's the same kind of principle, right? You, you know, what people eat and, and what people order. They sent um, vouchers to, I think, a 13-year-old girl for parents. Oh, that was pregnant, yeah, before her parents, or, yeah. Before, before she knew, knew, before her parents yeah. knew, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 you know, it, it's just a matter of how much data and how you interpret it. And and obviously, Facebook sits on a lot of data from us, right? Um, every interaction. Those who are not that familiar with social media or not as familiar with with algorithms and how they work, you know, just just go out and click on an Instagram ad, and you know, on on something you would normally not click on. Let's say I don't know, a pair of shoes or whatever it is, right? And then realize over the next few few days how many more shoes will be advertised to you or similar products in that category. You know, it's it's creepy and, and fascinating at the same time. So fa Facebook also at, at some point started listening to to TV, although they never they never admitted it. I think they stopped it now and, and knew exactly what you were watching on TV at what time and then could serve ads accordingly. You know, I, I was taught that, of course. I have no idea if, if it ever happened. I never worked for Facebook, so I can't... Uh, disclaimer, don't sue me, Facebook. You know, if I was wrong, I'm really sorry. Um, but I was told that by someone, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But they have the power, right? And, uh, I mean, look look at Google. Google could predict, you know, can predict the next flu outbreak because people start searching for, for paracetamol. So, yeah, but may maybe that's a topic for another time. Data. <laughs> Especially in our age, there's a lot of data, a lot of data. Anyway, I think we have to come to a close. Unless yep. you have some final words. No, I, uh, I think the uh, the incessant ringing of your alarm is telling us that it's it's time to go. It was your alarm, actually, it wasn't mine. <laughs> That's not mine. Oh, I turned mine off. Anyway, we we are at time. So thank you very much for listening um, to another episode of Men Up, Men Down. Let us know what, what you think. You know, we, we're always thankful for, for any feedback. And uh, those who already gave us feedback, thank you so much. It's, it's super helpful. And uh, particular topics as well. So we, we don't run out of um, topics. Although we, we're planning to, to get the first um, expert speakers in. So it's going to be, be more fun with more people. So thank you very much. And uh, until next time. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.